Welcome to Living Box Free. Our mission is to help you break out of the box of worldly expectations. We're here to help you find your unique journey to a healthy, fulfilled life. Hello, welcome to Living Box Free. I am Becky. And I'm Ashleen. And we are going to talk about saying no. No! A good news, you can say no in multiple languages. You can. <laughs> Very easily. No in Spanish. No in Chinese. Wait, am I supposed to say oh, I no in Spanish? <laughs> no, no in Spanish is no. No in French. No. No in German. Nine. Nine. That's my favorite. <laughs> okay, so right there, you can say no in multiple languages already at the start of this podcast. No in Hebrew is low. Low? Mm-hmm. Get low. Exactly. All right. I like it. Fun fact. <laughs> well, some of us struggle with saying no, even though we know it in multiple languages. Uh-huh. And if we didn't, you now know it in a few languages. <laughs> you have a couple of options. Uh, and and for many of us, we struggle this on a conceptual level and a practical level. Uh, here's a here's a really cool quote from Henry Cloud. Boundaries define us. They define what is me and what is not me. A boundary shows me where I end and someone else begins, leading me to a sense of ownership. In addition to showing us what we are responsible for, boundaries help us to define what is not on our property and what we are not responsible for. What is not on our property? What's not on my property? (laughs) (laughs) Dogs, cats. (laughs) Uh, That was, uh, if you can recite that quote, it's a little long, but that is a cool quote to give us framework and expand on this idea of boundaries. And Ash started off with an episode on boundaries it's a few weeks back. Uh-huh. Go check that out. Yep. And you'll if you listen to it, you'll hear Ash say, wow, we could go even deeper. <laughs> we could. And, we and then are. we did. <laughs> so we talked about boundaries within family, and now we're talking about how to say no. Which is probably one of the hardest things when yes. we talk about boundaries. Yes. Which is why we're doing a whole podcast on it. Good news, you can get better at it. Yes. Excellent. Let's start off. Before we jump into how to Uh say no, what's on the rise for you this week, Ash? All right, y'all. For the first time in my entire life, I am 33 years old. Just note that. I clogged a toilet this week. This is the best story ever. And I was (laughs) shocked. I was shocked that Ash has never clogged a toilet. Never. It's never happened to me. I don't know if our toilet's getting old or if I'm getting old or what. (laughs) I I don't know. Uh, it, It happened right before I went to bed. And so then I ended up having to go to the 24-hour hardware store that they just put in downtown by our house, which was very helpful. That was in and of itself an interesting experience. Walked in. It's, you know, 1130 at night. There's a there's a dog lying by the front door, but the dog didn't even look up. I literally stopped and, like, watched to make sure the dog was breathing. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Like, the dog did not move when I walked into the <laughs> hardware store. I woke my roommate up to go with me because I just knew that if I waited until the morning to tell her this story that she would be mad at me for not taking her on the adventure. So anyway, went and bought a plunger. And the hardware store employee, the guy working the third shift, was like, well, all of your plumbing needs can be solved for (laughs) $6.95. And I was like, great, thanks. What a great deal. What a great deal. Can we... Can I share what you did first? (laughs) Oh, feel free. (laughs) Well, Ash, I just found this out. And and she did paint the picture better, but at first she said, I tried to use a stick at first. And I'm imagining a tree branch stick, <laughs> trying to use that as a pl- plunger. Now, see, I went down to the basement because I was like, I don't remember seeing a plunger in our mm-hmm. house. But if 
we had one, like we'd never use it, so it probably would be in the basement. So I went down. Oh, I ripped my pajamas too. Oh my looking gosh, for this a plunger keeps getting in the basement. Better. I don't wow. know how that happened. And I couldn't find a plunger, but I did see like we have a, a whole bunch of old scrap wood from different projects. And so there was a piece of dowel rod left over from something. So I grabbed that and tried to <laughs> tried to fix the situation with that. Oh, I love it. It didn't work. So then I decided, yep, plunger it is. That, go buy one. Yeah, that's awesome. Obviously, your roommate doesn't clog the toilet. No, you, neither of you. We are non-cloggers yes. in our family. Until now. Our family? Our house. In our household. We're a family now. <laughs> What's on the rise with you, <laughs> Becky, for you? Not not nearly as exciting, <laughs> but, but an adventure, I guess, in itself. And Ash is joining me on this adventure. I know one of our last podcasts, we talked about just trying to get handstands and handstand walking. And yes, we're 33-year-old adults. And we decided we needed professional help. (laughs) And so I asked Ash if she would go to a gymnastics gym with me and get coaching from a Uh gymnast Uh because we are not gymnasts. So yeah, that's, that's what's on the rise for me. This is our second. When this airs, we will probably be done with all four, but we paid for four training sessions. And so far, I think my core hurts from laughing (laughs) more than the handstand part. Yeah, that is, that's true. And our very first lesson, all we did was learn how to fall, which is very important. And one of the things that I struggle with. So we're, we're getting there. It's fun. I will say both of us, it's exciting to see how we both have already improved just our freestanding handstand. Yeah, that's true. Now the goal is to walk. We are getting better. We are improvement. Yep. It's all we can, all we can ask for. Speaking of improvement, <laughs> let's improve our saying no. Nine. <laughs> I just Say love it that. with me. Nine. Nine. <sighs> saying no. It's really challenging. I mean, it is. It's hard. And let's, yeah, we're going to talk about three different things. We're going to talk about why it's so hard. We're going to talk about the big picture concepts to help you get better at saying no, which I need these as well. So help us get better at saying no. And then we're going to talk about some quick tips for when you're in the moment of saying no. So let's start with why is it so hard? Because it really is so hard. And there's another quote uh, by Steve Jobs. He says, it's only by saying no. I, I guess he said past tense. He's no longer with us. Wah, wah. It's only by saying no that you can focus on the things that are really important. Mm-hmm. But it's really hard to say no because we have that expectation of of not disappointing others. We don't want to disappoint others and we don't want to disappoint ourselves. Those are that's the first big thing that makes it so hard to say no. Mm-hmm. I I feel like you and I, Becky, have had so many conversations about not wanting to disappoint people, not wanting to bring down judgment upon ourselves, not wanting to feel like we haven't met the expectations. And that is so difficult to get through. Other reasons we we struggle with saying no is that we don't want to create conflict. That's a challenging one. Yes. Because I think a lot of us just try regularly to avoid conflict. Like there are very few people that I know that are like, yes, conflict, let's go. (laughs) There are those people. Yes. And that's not even necessarily bad, but most of us, we don't really want to create more conflict in our lives. And so we don't want to say something to someone, no matter what it is that creates more conflict. We also want to do it all. We have FOMO. We want to be able to do everything. We want to be limitless. We want to be superheroes. We want people to think the best of us and think that we are amazing and that we can do everything. And we don't want people to think we have limits. Yeah. I think, I think wanting to do it all in FOMO too is partially wanting to feel important. 
Like oh, people yeah. wanting, like when I think of FOMO, I, th- I think of people who get disappointed because they're like, I, why didn't they ask me to do that? And then mm. all of a sudden they're doing it or someone does ask you and you're like, gosh, I don't have time. <laughs> I don't have time for this. <laughs> but yeah, FOMO wanting to do it all. Yes. That's exhausting. It is. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing is, well, there are many reasons why it's hard, but this is the last thing, thing I was thinking about is that you never know when you're going to have to say no because people can spring something on you at any moment and you can't yes. always be prepared. That is my worst scenario. Yeah. I, and especially I think back to when we were in the office full time, people would be like, hey, what are you doing tomorrow afternoon? I'm like, oh, nothing. And then they'd be, and then they'd ask, yeah, how would you feel about presenting to blah, blah, blah? And I'm like, oh gosh, I have work to do. Right. And then you're like, dang it. But now they know I don't have anything. Yep. Uh, and yes, the, in the moment ask is so, that is the hardest for me to say no. Yes. Because there's just something about being face to face or on the phone or whatever, like live where you want to make that person happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're going to talk about some different ways that you can prepare, both for the times when you have time to prepare, like someone asks you something, you can think about it, but also what some ideas for how to prepare yourself for those in-the-moment situations so that you are ready to face those. Because, yeah, that's really challenging. And this isn't actually written down here anywhere, but please note, it's always acceptable to say, can I think about it? Even if it's mm-hmm. like five minutes, can I think about it just for a few minutes? And then think yes and process. It's always acceptable. Someone needs, <laughs> I just had to take a, a, um, a phishing security, like a, a cyber security thing this morning. And <laughs> one of the ways that you can tell if someone is, uh, trying to hack into your, <laughs> your office stuff is if they give you a time domain and it's imperative that oh, you yes. do this in the next 60 minutes. I feel like we can approach boundaries that same way. Mm-hmm. If it's imperative that you answer right at this moment, yeah, you can probably tell them to calm down. Yes. <laughs> Unless it's like an emergency, yeah. 911. Oh, absolutely. But most things are not. Most yes. things are not. Yeah. You can take five, ten minutes and think about it. That makes me think about the emails that are like, I am king of Zambia. Yes. And <laughs> I need this much money. You send it I'm back in, in 24 hours. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yep. Don't get fished. Don't get catfished. All right. So for key concepts to remember when you're saying no. The first one, and it's something we talked about in the last two Boundaries episodes, and it's something we've talked about extensively, but it's remember your why. So when you set your boundaries, you need to know why you're doing that. You need to know what you're valuing and why you have that role in your life. So saying no out of fear or out of exhaustion, it, it, that's just really difficult. Like if you're saying no to someone because you are afraid of missing out or you're so tired and you don't know if you can do it, but you want to do it all, that's just a really difficult place to be. And so if you can remember your why and why you are saying no to something, then it just makes it a whole lot easier. I, I feel like I do this a lot in social circumstances. Mm-hmm of trying to remember why I say no to what I say no to. And often it is like, I want to do more things with people. I I enjoy my friends. I really do. Mm -hmm. But I also really need, I mean, I've talked about this before. I really need alone time. I need it. And if I don't say no to social things, then I become a not great version of myself. And so my why that I have to remember is that I want to be the best version of myself and I can't say Mm -hmm. yes to everything and still do that. Yeah. I'd say 
that's a good one. A, a area for me that has changed where I've had to say no. I used to be very loyal and committed to like a certain specific time when I worked out. Mm-hmm. And Ash knows this, like you've got like the 4 p.m. crew yeah. or the 5 p.m. crew. And I used to be very committed to just that time. And now being a parent, I've had to be very flexible. And don't get me wrong, there are certain times that I tend to go to work out if I can, but I've had to say no to people saying, hey, why aren't you? I, I actually made the 9 a.m. class a couple times. And uh, so someone, Dave, is like, why aren't you going to be here Friday at 9? I'm like, nope, I can't do it. I, I got calls. Commit. I got work. Yeah. yeah. And so for me, it's it's being a parent and my schedule, I've had to prioritize as a mom and a spouse in my household and I'd love to work out with all my friends. I don't get to work out with Ash that much mm-hmm. anymore. It's true. And it's just us and our schedules. And it's like, I want to hang out with you. But no, I can't go at 6.30 a.m. because my child wakes up at 7 and I got to get stuff done before then. Yep. <laughs> so so I think even once again, the why, like what? why are you saying no? And that's going to help you feel more comfortable. And if you can explain your why too, like I feel like that helps. If you have a friend who's like, why won't you come join me for this? well, I've got these other responsibilities I really, I care about as well. And I'll be a happier person if I can take care yeah. of those. Yeah. And I was going to talk about that. That's, that's a great point of sometimes it does help the conversation to explain your why to someone, especially if it's someone you actually have a relationship with so that they can be supportive so that, you know, if I was constantly nagging at you to come to the same class, which I don't because I don't go to the same class. But if (laughs) I was, that would be frustrating for you and make it even more difficult for you. Um, So me knowing your why is more helpful than just Mm -hmm. some random person. But do remember, you don't, you can tell people your why if you feel like it's helpful. But that is your choice. You don't owe people an explanation. You can say something, you can say no to someone about something and not explain why. Mm -hmm. And that is okay. That is acceptable. Now, you are still, you still need to be kind. Yeah. And we'll talk oh, about yeah. that later. But you, you don't owe everyone an explanation. So mm-hmm. it's okay to tell them no without saying why. And I think something else that you brought up is that um, as you're saying no to, you know, being committed to certain times, you're saying yes to something else. You're mm-hmm. saying yes to being a good mom. You're saying yes to getting your work done on time. So remember, as you're processing your why, that every no you say can be a yes to something else. Mm-hmm. And so you, if you think through what am I saying yes to in life and why, and you hold on to those things. So I'm saying no to this thing because I have said yes to something else. I'm saying no to going to a concert with my friends this weekend because I am saying yes to alone time, which will mean I'm saying yes to being a decent human being on Monday morning. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. And if you can process through that, it's really going to help. Yeah. I think of Tristan and I, we've gotten, now that the world is a little bit more social, Mm -hmm. we've gotten asked to go attend some things. And just someone this weekend was like, hey, we'd love for you to come join us for this event. Um, it's just a gathering Mm -hmm. and it starts at 8 PM and I'm like, Ooh, gosh. (laughs) Now, I mean, first off we like our sleep, but we had to say no because, and by saying no to that, we are able to spend time with our child and put him to sleep. And, and you know, when you have someone else watching your child, when you're at work, you want to take advantage of those, those moments on the weekend. So once again, saying no, it's hard, but you're like, Hey, I'd love to be there, but 
my child goes to bed at seven thirty. Yeah. And I really want to put him to bed. Yeah. So I'm saying yes to that. Absolutely. And if you can remember that, if you can hold on to that why in that moment, then you're going to be able to follow through no matter the other person's reaction. So if you, Becky, are able to remember you want to put Sawyer to bed and why you want to do that, then even if the other person reacts badly um, and is frustrated with you or disappointed with you, you're going to be able to follow through and say, no, I value this thing. I'm sorry you're disappointed. I don't want you to be disappointed. Um, Well, saying sorry, you don't have to say sorry either, but Mm -hmm. I don't want you to be disappointed because that's not your goal. But hold on to why you're saying no. Yeah. So remember your why, which means knowing your why, which means thinking about your life, which is challenging. Who's got time to think about their life? Good grief. But it's really helpful. (laughs) So (laughs) go check out Superhero Creed. So keep that in mind. Okay. This next one is optional, but sometimes if you really struggle with saying no, it can be helpful because it, uh, it feels a little bit softer. So you can offer another option. So when you say no, um, I think actually, Becky, you're the one that told me this of like, if you email someone back and you say, no, I can't do this, offer them a different option. Mm-hmm. So if someone says, can you do this for, for me? And you write back and you say, I'm not available. And then you can say, try asking Mm so-and-so. Now, what that can turn into is like, no, they said no. Do you know anyone else? And and you can can just say no at that point. Like Mm -hmm. you don't have to keep, don't take on the responsibility of finding the other option for the person. But sometimes it is helpful to offer another option. Do you feel like this is successful in your... Oh my gosh, I do this this? all the time. Just this morning, I had someone... A team leader who asked me to facilitate something. They schedule it for a time. I'm on vacation and I'm like, oh, you know, I, I would love to do this. Here's a hyperlink to all the, the facilitator guides so you could do it. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like to do it, here's some other people. And I feel like it's, it's very appreciated, at least in the work culture I'm yes. in, when if you say no, but you're giving an alternative solution. And yeah. I do think people appreciate that. And what we also talk about is don't take the monkey. Is what we call it. Hmm. So you've got this, this crazy monkey and they're like, Hey, <laughs> I need my help. I need someone to tame my monkey. And you'd be like, okay, well, here's a zookeeper over here, over here. But, and w- oftentimes people think in order for me to help them, Oh, just give me your monkey and I'll do it. I'll or take give care me, of it. Yeah. I'll, I'll take find care someone of it. To take care of it. I know this is a silly image, no, but that's we great. talk about that. We go, don't take the monkey. I love that. Like help people with what to do with that project, send them resources, direction, tools, but it's still, the responsibility is still theirs. I love that. Uh, so that's a funny saying we use. We're like, don't take the monkey. No, that's great. I'm going to start monkey. using that at work. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. And I do think this works really well in professional settings, but it can work in, in just regular life too, of especially things like if someone asks you to you know do a favor. It, I think what it communicates is that you want to help or you want them to, to be successful, you just can't be the one to do it. Yep. And often that is how we feel, mm-hmm. <laughs> but we don't know how to communicate that without taking that monkey. Yes. And so it, it can help to be like, oh, I can't help you move on Saturday. Maybe so-and-so can help. Mm-hmm. Or um, can I pitch in and buy donuts for you guys, yeah. for the people who are helping or whatever. What I love about this strategy as well is it, it improves our critical thinking or our mm-hmm. problem solving. Mm-hmm. And it could be the, the, whatever the ask is, if your, your answer is no, maybe there's a different solution that doesn't even require a person or 
that time domain or what right. whatnot. So I think that's the neat thing too. I, I recognize a lot when people might ask me something, I might give a suggestion that they didn't even think about as yeah. a solution. Yep. And it's in it's widening their perspective, but it's also forcing me to be better at problem solving to help with different scenarios. Have you considered getting rid of the monkey? <laughs> getting rid of hay. Sell that monkey. Put Sell it on monkey. Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> Wow, we just really circle back to monkeys a lot around yeah. here. I don't know. We how talked about monkeys in another one. Yeah, at least <laughs> twice. Okay. Yeah. So offering another option again. Remember this: you don't yeah. have to do this. You are not responsible for helping the person find a solution, but it is. It can be helpful, especially if you struggle with saying no. Next, think about the circle of responsibility, and that's kind of where the the Henry Cloud quote came from in the beginning of talking about ownership. What are you responsible for? So picture yourself in the middle of a big circle. You are in, in the circle and what's in the circle is what you are responsible for. You are responsible for your behavior and you're responsible for doing your best. You can't do better than that. You can't do better than your best and you can't do anything about anyone else's behavior. You really can't, you can kind of do something about your emotions and how you feel, but that's really only through long-term, like things like gratitude and meditation yes. and processing and therapy and all of those kinds of things, <laughs> which are behaviors. Yeah. So you can really only take responsibility for your behavior. Um, I found this quote and I couldn't, I searched for a long time to figure out who said it because I didn't want to be like our typical <laughs> box free. This is, hey, you've already have two quotes. I who tried. You know who said I them. tried, yeah. But it says, you can be a good person with a kind heart and still say no. Mm. In fact, if you are a good person and a kind heart, you often say no. I think I would like to actually change this quote a little bit because if mm. you are a good person and you have a kind heart, you know what your limits are and you know that a healthy version of you is the only really good version of you that can help other people. And so you often say no to things that don't fit and aren't going to make you keep you a healthy version of yourself. So what's not in the circle is other people's reactions. So as long as you're kind, their reaction is not your responsibility. It's not in your circle, mm -hmm. not in their circle of responsibility. And you can't make someone understand anything. You can't make someone change their mind or change their feelings. And like I said, you can't really even change your own feelings. You can only change your behavior. I think this is the hardest thing for me <laughs> because it, yeah, it's so many of us, we want people to feel like we appreciate them. We like them. We wish we could help them. And when they don't react well to a situation or scenario where you've said no, gosh, that, that is difficult for me. And I know there's people out there who are really good and be like, forget what they think. Who cares what they think? And yes, I would love it if I could just be like, ah, there be their reaction to that. Who cares? I made the right decision, but that is something I struggle with. Yeah. It's, it's very challenging and mm -hmm. it's hard to remember that it's not your responsibility, especially the more you care about someone, the more you want them to be happy and happy with you and letting people down is really difficult. And mm -hmm. Sometimes we feel like we're letting someone down, even if they are not actually feeling disappointed with us. But then there are other times when they do feel disappointed, and that's just how that's just how it is. And yeah. sometimes I'm like, well, I'm contributing to their character growth. I was <laughs> I was just thinking, I was like, those situations to me, it's I always ask myself, someone who like 
both parties or one of us has an opportunity to grow. Yeah. And, and oftentimes I think it's both parties, right? Yeah. It's, it's me growing by learning what made them feel that way and react that way. And, and what could I have done differently mm-hmm. if I, if I could have. Right. But then also for that person, you know, hopefully they can go up on the balcony and look down. And in so many of us, we react, you know, with our fight or flight, yeah. our immediate response. And then yep. hopefully they, they can hit pause. Or if it's you, you can hit pause and be like, why did I react that way? Yeah. And now that I have the chance to think rationally, you know, I understand that they were doing the best thing for their family, their business, their their role at the company, whatever. And, you know, it, it is an opportunity to grow if that person, both parties, yeah, look at it that way and reflect. Absolutely. So remember the circle of responsibility. It's just your behavior and doing your best. That's all you can be responsible for. And then the last concept here is say what you mean. So if you wish you could, but you can't, say I wish I could, but I can't. (laughs) If you don't wish you could, don't say, I wish I could, but I can't. Great point. (laughs) Great point. If you want to be asked, like if you can't do it now, but you want to be asked again, say, I can't this time, but I'd love to another time. If you just don't, if you're not interested, just say, thank you so much for thinking of me. I'm not really interested in that. The first thing that popped in my mind uh-huh. was asking people to babysit because mm-hmm. <laughs> I do some, it's interesting because you have these people that you like fully, you really trust and they're, they're your go-to people yeah. to ask. And, but, and then there's other people like right now, Ash knows I've got, there's an opportunity, a, a <laughs> little birthday thing of adults <laughs> and I'm looking for a babysitter and you have these people who are like, do they really want to? I don't want to ask them and then feel too nice and be like, you know, oh, thanks for asking me, but I can't. And then do you go back and ask them again? Right. I don't know. Yeah. So uh, as as a parent in this situation, I love honesty. Like, yeah. do people really want to watch my child? Or are they just saying that to be nice? Yeah. I don't want to, you know, burden them with this ask. Right. And yes, for me personally, that is also a great thing to remember. So that if there's something you really don't want to do, you're just honest so that you don't keep getting asked. Yeah, because otherwise it. they'll just keep asking you. Yeah. If you say, oh man, I wish I could, but I can't. And you're yeah. like, inside, absolutely not. Expletives are coming out of your brain. Like, no, yeah. not doing it. I don't, can't think of something right now. That. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of something that like, I'm like, ooh, I don't want to do that. I tend to do that with um, pets. Oh, because yes. Because I don't really, I don't mind pets, but I don't enjoy like pet sitting. Mm-hmm. It's not something I want to do. Now, if someone was in a bind, I would help. Yeah. So that's usually what I say. Yep. I'm like, honestly, I don't enjoy that. If there's ever an emergency and you can't find someone else, I would, I will help you, mm-hmm. but I don't enjoy it. So you should look for someone else. Yeah. That's what I say. The only thing I can think of, which doesn't happen right now is when people are like, Hey, we're going out for drinks. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's been times where I'm like, oh, I'd love to, but I can't. Uh-huh. But the reality is, no, I don't, I don't want to. I don't go out. I, I don't wanna, leave my house after eight. I, I want to go to the gym alcohol. and go to sleep early. <laughs> yeah. So say what you mean. You can still be kind and mm-hmm. be honest. Now, this is something I struggle with. I think I talked about this recently. I really struggle to both be clear and concise and also be kind. Um, but it is possible. And it just takes practice. So yep. I think 
you mentioned it before. You said, let me think about it and get Mm -hmm. back to you. And for many people, that's a great strategy. Let me think about it and get back to you because, and I know I do this too. If I answer in that moment, I start rambling. Yes. And because I'm searching for no, what, yeah, searching, searching for the word for no, no, but I, I'm afraid to say it. So that's a much better, if you, if you are pretty sure like yeah. you're going to say no, but you think you're going to be rambling, it is a much better bet to just be like, Hey, let me, let me get back to you. Yeah. And then you can think through it. And when you're prepared, it's easier to be concise. Yes. And usually when someone tells me, let me think about it and get back to you, I count that as a no. Mm-hmm. And then, and if they don't get back to me, I just assume like literally I asked someone on, I don't know, Wednesday, if they could do something for me and they said, Oh, let me think about it. And I'll text you. And I'm just assuming the answer is no, yep. which is okay. I would rather she just said that if that was true or that she texted me and said no, mm-hmm. but it's okay. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Um, yeah. Okay. So that was, those are the concepts of saying no. Um, and saying what you mean is really challenging, but you can do it. I believe in you guys. I really do. But here are four quick tips for in the moment or you're trying to get it done. You're trying to figure out how to say no. And the first one was, yes, take some time. Take a few minutes, take an hour, take a day, whatever you need to process it and decide not just how to say no, but do you want to say no? Like if you already know you're going to say no, but you're just struggling to say it, maybe you just need to grow up and say it. Yep. Buck (laughs) up. possible. Buck up, have some courage. Yes. And just say what you mean. Yep. But if you need to process it, that's okay. Take some time. Take a few minutes. Be like, can I call you back in five minutes? And if they say no, then yeah, you've you've got a problem. That's, That's concerning to me. So that's number one. Number two, talk it through with someone. So when you hang up the phone, call somebody else and be like, hey, I feel like I shouldn't do this thing. Here's why. I'm going to say this. Does that sound reasonable? I find that that's super helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, the other person can be like, well, maybe you could try saying it this way. Or I don't know, that came out kind of harsh. Can you try saying it a little bit differently? Or they can say, absolutely. That's perfectly reasonable. Why are you even considering doing this thing in the first place? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I know that sounds like it takes time and weird, but role play practice. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. It's a game changer. Absolutely. And it doesn't have to take a lot of time. It can mm-hmm. be um, three sentences. Yep. Hey, can I run something by you? Here's what I'm thinking. I'm saying no. Here's my reason. Done. Mm-hmm. Moving on. <sighs> Number three, practice little no's. So practice saying no in smaller situations and do it in this way of being very clear, being kind, understanding your why, so that you get in that habit of doing it in bigger situations. Sounds kind of tricky or maybe like overkill, I guess. But it really does help Mm -hmm. if you can build up that habit of thought processes. You can actually change the way your brain is wired. You can change Mm -hmm. your thought processes so that as you get to those bigger no's and someone's like, hey, would you, I don't know, adopt my child? (laughs) I'm trying to think of something. No, yeah. Yeah, Or not a big no. (laughs) That's a big question. (laughs) Peggy's like, "Uh uh-uh. No, no. I already have one. (laughs) Uh, That's a big question. Yes. (laughs) I'm over here thinking little no's. I'm thinking, oh, tonight when Tristan's like, hey, you want to do the dishes? I'm like, no. No, thank you. My why is relaxation right now. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Practice. I'm just kidding. Little no's. Yeah. And then the last one is breathe. Especially if it's in the moment you feel like you need to answer right away. Take a deep breath. Becky talked about calming that down that uh, fight or flight, bringing it back to what it's the amig- out of the amygdala, right? Mm-hmm. And the Libnic. Whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
and <laughs> calming it down. It. <laughs> She's going to Google it. Calming it down. So just take a few calming breaths while the person's talking before you talk. You can either be like, hang on, I just need to go grab something from my car. Take a few deep breaths. Come back. Answer the question. It will help. I promise. Kind of seems silly, but it will help. She's still Googling, so I'm just... I was going to say amygdala is the fight or flight. Yes. And I think so it's, it's limnic. Uh, okay. Well, let me look. If you say so. That doesn't sound right to me, but I believe you. Oh, well, prefrontal cortex. I don't know where. Limnic is something. I'm sure it is something in some language. That's <laughs> <laughs> German. It's German. <laughs> anyway, the moral of the story, guys, is that this is really challenging. It's really hard to say no, but you can do it. Practice. Take deep breaths. Think through your why. I believe in you. I really do. Becky, any final words of wisdom before we send them off to say no? The limbic system is the entire system, the amygdala and the prefrontal ah, cortex. there you go. She's still Googling. <laughs> Lessons learned. All right. Uh, no. No. <laughs> say no. That's my final thought. Nine. No. Yo. Is that Hebrew? Yo. Low. Low. Low, that's right. Get low. Oh, okay. gosh. Low. You can do it. We have faith in you. Practice this week. Tell your spouse no to those dishes. <laughs> Say no to your laundry. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hygiene is good. We hope you'll join us next time. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.